It's Billy Gowers from the Western Bulldogs. Louisa Cheatley from Seven News. Mitch Cleary from AFL Nation. Cal Toomey from AFL.com.au. Tim Mitchell from the Herald Sun Super Footy team. Warney from the AFL Traders. Millie Dotton from Gogglebox. Lloyd Robertson. You're, You're listening, listening to the 449 Podcast. Yes, geez, it's great to be back. Hello and welcome to episode 8 of Four Quarter Time. Dan, welcome to you. It's great to have you back. We've taken a week off and... You know, I was always thinking you get back from a holiday such as exchange or from Europe and you get back and you see your mates for the first time and you always think, oh, nothing's really changed. And you look at this podcast and we just take one week off. We're gone for a week and they just try and overtake us, overthrow us. And But we're back. Burning to the ground, AJ, I would say. Um, it is good to be here. Thank you for having me. Um, it is my house, I guess, but <laughs> good to be here. Um, feeling refreshed and I'd just like to point out a couple of things actually to reply to a few assertions made by one Lockie Pierce last week um, who isn't here today astoundingly jeez why isn't he here Planny welcome yeah, well, to you someone else is here and that's uh, Jack Plant so thanks for introducing me AJ but um, <laughs> it is <laughs> it's good to be here um, I enjoyed last week AJ it was, it was quite different um, but I've been waiting all week to hear the reply yeah. and response from both of you've you been guys, brewing AJ. AJ has. I mean, I've... I think both of you've been brewing a little bit because there are a couple of slight side swipes that were directed at both of you. Yeah. So what? So speaking, uh, no, yeah, I've kick... been brewing. I'll, so, I'll, I'll be honest. So kick us off, Dan. What were your? Dan thoughts? wasn't happy. What I wasn't happy. Um, my sporting ability was brought into question. It was big time. <laughs> big time. It was big time. Um, brought into disrepute. Apparently, I have a weird ability with sports other than cricket did you um, win netball last week we actually got smashed so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we all found out that we're not wet weather players so um, it was all for nothing so all you, for nothing. you missing last week's episode was all for nothing that's, that's what you're saying well um, as i said i would like to set a few things straight <laughs> you want to clear the record last week's episode was recorded on a monday night i have went netball on wednesday nights oh so you weren't even playing netball no but i did have an exam this week so i've been uh, studying um well i think it's, it's or, funny it's funny to say yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so awfully convenient for lucky to uh better content yeah yeah <laughs> to not let the truth get in the way of a good story mm. so um yeah. that's number one um i don't think you had to go at me for anything else did you aj it was mainly you i think that was yeah, copying the brunt of the but hang on so hang on I, I haven't moved on from speaking just yet so yeah. you're saying sporting ability ripping into you that we did was yeah. just out of line out of focus we did yeah, praise, we did praise your cricket ability you know you, we you did, did you we did that up i think you're missing the um the important facts that are, i'm actually a premiership player with the samurai shooters in netball yeah of which you were a part of so. yeah I, I did forget that i actually had did play a couple of games yeah, with the samurai yeah. shooters but yeah that netball's not too bad i did i did think you know it was a bit rough it was yeah. a bit rough but I stand by my basketball comment oh, that I made. <laughs> yeah, no, I'll, um, there were some truths in the um, yeah, in, in, in the assessment of my sporting ability, but I, w- I was a little bit disheartened to uh, to hear the double pronged attack from Jack Plant and Lockie Pierce. So <laughs> it's never good when you. It's when never you, good. Really no. good synergy it was coming easily off the tongue. The those yeah, a little bit too easily. Me. I think <laughs> it was the most natural. I think both of us had sounded for the for the entire series yeah, not, not not a gun held to your head like it is every other week with AJ hosting <laughs> I know we felt more open more, more relaxed open, yeah yeah more at home so AJ I, I turn the spotlight onto you now and, and say what did you think well if we just cast our eye probably a couple of weeks ago 
to our loyal listeners out there. They would know what we're talking about. But just to fill anyone new listening in, it was Lockie was complaining three weeks ago how large his workload was for a particular episode, saying, "Oh, I've got to do it. Got to do power rankings and Lockie's quiz. God, I've got work tomorrow." And then a week later, when I can't be on due to being busy, he's like, "Oh, I'll host straight away without even batting an eyelid. I'll do the whole thing." But then also at the end of the episode last week, which I did enjoy, I must admit it was a very it's very hard for you to say though. <laughs> <laughs> he said he enjoyed it with 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 gritted teeth. Yeah, gritted teeth. It was a great episode. But at the end of the episode, he said, "Wow, how easy is hosting? I don't even <laughs> don't, don't even have a rundown, right?" And I'll tell you why I didn't have a rundown because you had two segments. You had you had twenty five minutes of chit chat and you had twenty five minutes super draft. And fuck when you have it like that. <laughs> You don't need a rundown for two segments. I'm, I'm looking at the rundown here, and there's not even a disgruntled AJ thing. So I, have you gone? Have you gone off the rundown? Is that what you're doing? Just gone rogue. Yeah, you've gone, gone rogue. Uh, no, it was tactical by us though, because we couldn't be we couldn't be asked doing a, a full rundown. So I thought, you know, we'll do both of us do best, and that's talk shit. <laughs> so. Fair enough. Fair enough, and it works well. So thanks uh, for doing last week's episode, Jack, and I guess Lockie. Um, <laughs> Yeah, oh, my pleasure. And the thing is, he's out this week, and he told us only an hour ago. Where is he? Very, very. I thought, I thought he was coming. Look, he had a go at Tim Hall last week, who who he we thought was coming on the show to fill in for one of us last week, and pulled out, pulled the pin last minute, and he's gone and done the same thing. Where's his commitment to the podcast? I think he's actually been headhunted by another podcast out there. I don't probably. I mean, really? he did such a good job with hosting last week. Maybe. So, yeah. What if Don't you reckon though it's a an a, a story as old as time though, when you, you give like a um a troubled youth a bit of extra responsibility and they step up to What do you know? Trouble. They step up to it, they they shine. <laughs> troubled youth Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what Lucky is at the moment. Oh, I think really? that I think his new move to Richmond will uh send him somewhat on the straight and narrow. It's a bit closer to uni and everything, so maybe yes. it'll be more persuaded to go, but uh, yeah, he's moved house. Moved so house. Congratulations! So I that. think that's why he's, uh, he's decided, similar to the Tim Hall tact, that you know Hawthorne was a bit far to get to to Ballin, apparently, yeah. but uh, you know Richmond's that just that little bit further. Yeah, so. well, yeah. Hopefully this doesn't become a trend from Lockie. No, but yeah, I, I think he, he was saying he had a bit of a sore throat. Was it that he, that's why? He well, didn't I come. was thinking that could be could be false because I think he's just. <laughs> I think he's used up all his good content last yeah, week as yeah. host and he realised he couldn't come back to the show with anything entertaining this week and didn't want to let down those loyal fans we have. So he'd rather just not be on. I think he would say that's false because I saw his throat today and it was yeah. looking fine. <laughs> he's holding three wrong. times. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's talking fine. fine. <laughs> I've been seeing Lockie a lot, really. That brings me to the weekend, which was quite a quite a great weekend from a footy point of view quite a few good games but I'm talking from a social perspective I saw Lockie Friday Saturday and Sunday which is rare it actually astounds me that you two hang out on the weekend (laughs) they actually get along (laughs) because it seems in bigger social groups you sort of go at each other but I I think deep down you just best pals I think I think so I think deep down they've got a, a good love for each other a but mutual, a mutual respect for what each other does as well yeah I agree with that and it, when they're in the group situation group situations it's almost as if both of you guys want to outdo each other I think, and, I think you're both so similar yeah 
You're similar at heart, I reckon. You both got lots of demons. I think think you'll agree with when I say this. You've both got fairly big egos, I reckon. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So in group situations, you both want to outdo each other. Try and get the rest of the group on your side as opposed to the opposition side. I feel as though in group situations, Lockie's very more forthcoming of his ego, whereas I'm reserved to more... Yeah, I think yeah. I think you're both trying to be the uh, the alpha of the beta males. <laughs> <laughs> the ultimate of yeah. insults. <laughs> Speaky's loved his own call. There, he's lost it. Yeah, yeah I think, <laughs> the laughing you can hear is yeah, coming yeah. from Speaky's mouth. So I think if you go if you go back to the tape, it'll say after that gag, you'll hear my laugh come out first. <laughs> But I'm a, I'm a bit disappointed he's not here because he's, he's claimed he has a sore throat. And I've, I'm not sure you, oh, you guys have know, know this because I'd let you guys know, but the last couple of days I've been bedridden. I've had a bout of bit of gastro. I won't go into details because no one really wants to hear this, but I've just gotten myself up for tonight. I thought, you know what, I'll come to the pod. Last minute, Lockie goes, nah, got a, got a bit sore of a tickle. Throat. Got a bit of a tickle in the throat, a bit of a cough. Meanwhile, oh. plan is... It's been coming out both ways, really. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I said I wouldn't go into details, but you did that for me, Speggy. Really, really bad. We stuff. actually sent Jack to China this week to cover the game. He's <laughs> for the, for St. For the Kilda, podcast. St. Kilda didn't have enough Jacks. One yeah. of them was sick, so they uh, they subbed him in. So we yeah, I, I went out to a couple of restaurants with <laughs> with the boys, but yeah. So, Lockie, we're hoping you're back next week because we wanted we wanted a bit of a face to face rebuttal. Yeah, we yeah, did. Yeah. I was looking forward I thought, to no, it. No, I reckon he's cowardly. Uh, Pulled the pin. Tackle the They're going to tear me to shreds. I don't know. How, I don't know if my ego can take this. And he, prob- <laughs> he probably knows we have exams next week, and it might be questionable that we'll be back. So he'll just pounce and be want to be host again. Yep. It'll be yeah, a true. Or maybe week. maybe he just wants to like he's maybe he's gone out on a high because he got some good. Really, he's George, saying this is it. This well, is yeah, it. Yeah. Well, I'm saying that he got some good feedback from last week. People were going, mate, loving your hosting gig, and he's going, you know what? I'm just going to leave it there. I'm not going to try and ruin what I've got going. <laughs> I'm just going out for a high. I might have a bit of a break. Yeah, who knows? Well, speaking of his move to Richmond, I, Saturday night he had a quite housewarming gig at his place. and Thanks for the invite. Yeah. I'm surprised <laughs> you guys weren't there, really. And he's, in, <laughs> he's invited me. But, uh, yeah, I was... That shows the love for, that, that these two have for each other. Maybe it was uh, egos only. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, Plan. It was, it was beta males only. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, well, long story short, really, Lockie had a, enjoyed himself. He enjoyed his, his housewarming. When I had got there, he was, he's, he's enjoying the red wines. Lockie does. He oh. loves a red wine. Jeez, that's dangerous. And, and yeah, it is dangerous. And does he spill it a lot? Like, I, f- I feel like... It, does he be, spill it a lot? I feel like there'd be a few stains around the yeah, place, like on, on some T-shirts. He stained quite rugs. a few people's white t-shirts and white dresses and you know, over the years with his red wine that people haven't forgiven him for uh but uh that's enough that's a story for another day I and think. he hasn't apologized no. for <laughs> no he's like they bumped into me yeah. <laughs> anyway it comes to about oh i don't know about 11 o'clock at night and we've, we're out in richmond at public house good good joint public house and been yeah. there in a while it's okay is it <laughs> for the sake of this story yes yeah. <laughs> Could be a potential sponsor, so we'll yeah, keep we it on. Yeah, we do want a sponsor, so we'll yeah. keep it open. Yeah. And uh, I'd head to the bar with Mitch Dyer, friend of the show, and uh, it was my round, so I'd ordered. Well, it was clear that Lockie had had enough. <laughs> enough, really. It's just quite clear. I'm just going to put that bluntly out there. Why was it? Why? What was? It, what were the signals? Well, the signals was he hadn't even had a drink out yet, and he was introducing himself to people, and they just looked at him and thought, 
God, this guy's drunk. <laughs> People batting eyelids and doing double takes. Yeah. Who is this creep in the corner? Rubbing the eyes. <laughs> and uh, so, I'd never actually done this before, but I went up to the bar and ordered, um, I was just like, can I get three vodka lemon lime bitters, please? But actually, can I just have two of those with vodka and one, just a lemon lime bitter? Oh! <laughs> oh my god! So you, you don't like the 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 anti spiking of a drink? Yeah, I've done the anti spike, <laughs> and uh, I was like, oh, he won't recognize, he won't realize this. So she's giving me three drinks. We're like, oh, sorry, like which one's the non-alcoholic one? And she's like, this one. So like, Lockie, this is yours, Lockie. And I pass over the non-alcoholic one and be like, Mitch, this is ours. Like, and he had absolutely no idea. Really? Does he still have no idea? And it'll be the the first time that he hears about it on this pod. That's exactly right. You I waited till the lucky. You know that remote? It's it's like when you're trying to get your dog to take some medicine, and you just like yeah, sneak yeah, a bit yeah, of sneaking into tablet and some cheese, or whatever. you just go, oh, he won't know this. Because like, I because I, I, I suggest for him to drink water, he won't do it. So I'll just go. Suspicious. Yeah. It's like those parents that put cough mixture in their kids. <laughs> still do it. <laughs> So, did it have any effect then? The, was it a good move by you? Yeah, I think great tactical move by me. But to be honest, I didn't check my phone after midnight. I was just, I was, I'd head to the Swan. There was quite a few people I'd met on Exchanger out at night, mm. and I checked my phone probably three hours later. I had no idea where Lockie or Mitch were, mm. and he dropped a C bomb at least four <laughs> four times on the chat, just fully unleashed. What so, a call out! And. Uh, had no idea where we were, where I was, and he, he just, where he was, and he <laughs> he didn't know how to walk home no. because it's in a new house. But you know, oh. we made up Sunday because we went to the footy together, and he didn't even. We went to Essen and Carlton together, and he attended as a Richmond fan to Essen and Carlton. Just did he wear, did he wear his scarf? No, he didn't. He just yeah. unless he wasn't one of those. Yeah, oh. were you uh, slipping him? Um, Carlton Zero. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Here you go. Here's a beer. <laughs> no, we, we we bought a, we bought waters at the footy actually. But yeah, speaking of that, can you stand? This is one of my pet peeves. I think is that people when you go to a game between two clubs and you see a supporter wearing uh, a team's gear that isn't playing, no, that grinds my gears. The only thing I like when that happens is when it's a. Probably the middle of winter, um, Australia's playing South Africa in the cricket or something over in yeah. South Africa. <laughs> and you see the odd like crows jumper just in the crowd or something like that. Yeah. I that's... Although it wouldn't be South Africa though, would it? Because they're Southern Hem. I oh, know. I think yeah, they're... they're Southern Hemisphere, so wouldn't yeah. they have the same? But they are like. Or like England. Or in March or something. Yeah, England. I don't know. Yeah. So I'm just fact checking your yeah, yeah. <laughs> Undermining it. <laughs> Undermining my story. But yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't want mean, it then. Yeah, yeah it's, it's good to see, like, like yeah, over there. Um, I do like it. But there's, not when you're watching the footy, Blanny. There's, there's a... I agree. There's a great... Um, I think it was a Fox Cricket promo during when it was on... Just before our summer. Yeah. And they'd shoot to... It was like a game against Pakistan or something, and they'd shoot to the crowd. And it was a bunch of people. Yeah, it was yeah. In, what was, it was in, like, the UAE. Yeah. And there was a... And there's in the promo, it had a guy in a Western Bulldogs jumper. That's like, great. With an Australian flag. Do you reckon it's the same bloke every time? It just has, like, an inventory of <laughs> random footy jumpers. Like the Peter Laser of uh, <laughs> <laughs> cricket fans. <laughs> just always wears the home like team polo. The random <laughs> South. The random <laughs> South. Yeah, random South fan. Random South fan. So, how's your weekend, Dan? Yeah, pretty good. Full of study. Um, unfortunately, my um, soccer club, Tottenham Hotspur, didn't get up in the Champions League final. Did you get up for it to watch the game? Sure did. Had a few of our friends around for the for the big game. Oh, nice. First time Tottenham had played in it. 
in their history. So um, disappointing, but good to make it that far. Pretty unprecedented. What were your uh, thoughts of the pitch invader? <laughs> I mean, it was, did you see it at the time? Were you like, I did, I did. Did they show it? Because I didn't actually watch the game. Yeah, they did. So, yeah, because sometimes I know they don't actually show it. She was fully clothed. Right. Yeah. So, part, well, sorry, fully. partially, partially clothed. <laughs> I was better than fully clothed. I don't know. <laughs> um, she wore just enough for them to show it on TV. Okay. Right. Yeah, right. Clever. Clever. Um, but yeah, I heard she gained something like two million yeah, Instagram followers. And I, I went on her Instagram, did a bit of research. Of course you did. Um, and <laughs> I watched... Research for this podcast. I watched, uh, watched... Is that what you call it these days? Research? <laughs> I had to do something for this podcast. <laughs> and um, watched one of her Instagram stories and she yeah. was like, you know, I'm getting all these queries as to why I, um, why I ended up, you know, running on the pitch. And you know what? I, I just thought, you know, let's express myself let's push myself outside of the comfort out of my comfort zone and you know just really like take life by the by the horns like whatever the hell she was saying saying like as if this was some like spiritual enlightening moment where she just like showed off her body and her boyfriend's company to a billion people across the world by running onto a soccer pitch you haven't you know, it's gone not, and volun- not, you haven't gone and volunteered in Africa or something like that. It's not a spiritual awakening. No, no. Yeah. So get a grip. Exactly. Yeah. If you wanted a spiritual awakening, surely you could do it in a way where you're not going to break the law. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> so that really ground my gears. <laughs> that would. I can imagine. It's yeah. the exact thing that would piss you off. <laughs> oh, you'd be I was li- pissed off. <laughs> you'd, be, like, you'd, be, you'd be watching that video shaking your head going, shut up, you idiot. Like, that's just so silly. I actually remember my uh, my mum asking me about it because <laughs> <laughs> she was like, we didn't see it. Like, um, Dad and I, we um, we watched the whole game, but we didn't see it because they're over in Europe at the moment. Yeah. And, um, and I was like, oh, well, I explained my outrage. Yeah. But I was like, Think of the players and the supporters who this is the biggest match of their lives. <laughs> and she's wow. just ruined it for... Made it into some, like, no. advertising stunt. Yeah, and I'm like, so. so you're... Re- I didn't realise how against it you were. That's, that's I think I've calmed down since. Yeah. I don't really care anymore, but... <laughs> it's probably just, like, misdirected anger at the yeah, fact yeah. that your team lost. True. Some big news on Monday. Brendan Bolton... Has he been the largest... Oh, we're talking about footy now. Yeah, Yeah. we've gotten there. We've gotten there. Almost as long as the chit-chat last week, but we're on to footy now. (laughs) Brendan Bolton, is he the biggest scapegoat we've ever seen? Or did he deserve... Is his time come to leave? I think he kind of had to leave, to be honest. But, you know, at the same time, he is a scapegoat because there is so much wrong with that club at the moment. I think that... In, in, Brendan Bolton is probably a good coach it's just circumstances around him are just not working and sometimes the thing you got to do is get rid of the coach because that's the easiest thing to to change how would you feel Josh DeLuca they picked him up pick one in the uh, mid-season draft from <laughs> Subiaco he's won three flags in four years do you think he'd just rather be back at Subiaco already <laughs> yeah it's a bit of a basket case he's now walking into um but yeah, I think Bolts. I mean, I, I, I can understand why they sacked him because his record's only gone downhill from when he started. This season, they've only won one game and they're getting smashed every other week. But I, I do find it a bit interesting that the club, and I understand why the club say this, but they've been, when they've been asked 
the, the reporters have been asking the club questions about, you know, is it time to get rid of Brent Bolton in recent weeks? And the club was always saying, no, 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 this is a long-term investment on Bolts. Like, we're going to stick with him long-term. And then a week later, they just yeah. sack it. Like, it, I understand why the club publicly don't just come out and say, yeah, we're thinking of sacking him because it wouldn't be a bad look. But it just sort of annoys me a little bit when they, just, when they publicly say, no, 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 like, we won't sack him. Like, we will stick with him long-term. And then they just go again. Like that, I know, I'm, I'd like to know your... Thoughts on that, AJ, because you would probably have a better understanding. Carlton has a long history of doing this as well. I mm. feel as though they're very stubborn in their ways. You look at their last three or four coaches mm. and they've all been sacked. Yeah. They haven't left amicably at all. Um, you look at you look at Brett Ratton all those years ago and that was at, bizarre, and at the yeah. time or well, at the time some people understood why he had to go right whereas yeah. I never a lot of people like a lot, probably us three agree that he shouldn't have gone well in hindsight's powerful thing as well but if you look at he coached way more wins than the following three coaches mm. and I think even if you look at the press conference of Bolton yesterday he was surprised he was still surprised that he was being because he said he understood the decision but he still was obviously surprised that he'd been sacked the thing is as well you get you hear with the I think in Bolton himself said it was that Kane Little last week, the first time they'd ever chatted about the win loss ratio becoming more important than actually fostering the development of their players. That was only a week and a half ago or whatever. Mm. Can, mm-hmm. I mean, what are you supposed to do if you don't get constant communication or dialogue from the board and from the CEO? Because you can't really, it's, they're pretty much just changing the rules before they. Yeah, the most annoying thing that I I took out of the whole press conference was how that the board took pretty much no responsibility or accountability for how poorly Carlton has been, not just this season, but it's it's almost four or five years now. It's not Bolton. You look at their list. Mm-hmm. They've picked up so many GWS rejects who aren't up to AFL standard. Um, and that that's on Stephen Silvani, the list manager, if you look at Le Judice, who's came, come in five years ago, his best, the best finish is 13th. And then he sat there next yesterday next to Bolton and said, oh, the strategy is going to stay the same. So what's the point of getting rid of him? So they're pretty much saying that Bolton's not the coach for us. We'll go the exact same path with someone else. And it's purely the coach who's going to change everything around. What really annoys me, though, I, that is a, a good point, AJ, but I disagree that the board has so much to do with how a football club performs on field that they can be held accountable for on-field finishes. Like, you can't set... Like, I saw a stat today, and it's like Mark Lejudice's, um results while he's, since he's been on the board have been, like, 13th, 18th, blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah, he's going to strap the boots on from his Queen Street office every <laughs> week. Like, yeah, but I think that the board can be held accountable with, as to the direction the club's been going in. So if the, if the yeah. clubs stick to the same recruiting tactics year on year and the results are not, are not going changing. the way that's they fair want, enough. you can sort of hold... I think that's what you were trying to get at, yeah. that maybe the board and even Sauce. Because I know um, UAJ made the comment, I think it was when Bolts got sacked, you were saying, I reckon that Stephen Silvani should be held to more account, really. Yeah, I feel as though his position is untenable as well. Like, it was the whole club's decision, not Bolton's, to go through this whole rebuild and fully uh, strip back their list, I think it was at the start of this year or even start of last year, 
and they just wanted to start from scratch. And obviously last year, they got two wins, which is not acceptable. But this year, neither has won. Like I, mm. I can I can accept that Bolton is gone, but for him to be the sole person that's held responsible for the position they're in is just wrong. I think. I think. At the same time, though, the board has to be seen as doing something, which they are. They're changing something. Um, I don't agree that there was a, a question that got asked where they were saying, are you going to change anything that you're going to do? And they're like, no, no, no the direction stays the same. Um, with it, it may be coming out a little bit differently to what we're doing, but it's going to stay the same. I think you, like in any plan you have, you're going to got to be open to change. Mm. I think also, though, St- Stephen Silvani's got a proven track record of selecting those GWS players um, at GWS and look at them now. Um, yeah, it's a it's a tough one, really. Yeah, we'll probably look back in a few years well, after whoever the next coach is, which we really have no idea because a lot of people are saying it could be an assistant, but I still think that they're not going to pick up an assistant after Brendan Bolton. I reckon... Brad Scott would be really good because he's like he's had a quite a mediocre list the whole time he's been at the Kangaroos they've had hardly any high draft picks you look at Carlton's picks they're all quite high end talent and they're all young so if you, if he can if he's as good at getting the most out of the talent that he's got available then I reckon Brad Scott would be the I reckon the choice I reckon Paul Ruiz will get approached yeah, that's a guarantee. I'd like Paul whether he take it. Who knows? But I reckon they, they'd be stupid not to approach. Rudy. I heard. I heard he's open to. I think it was on the on the couch that he said this. That he's open to like an advisory role, but not coaching. Not coaching, yeah, yeah. It'd be good to get him down. But like coming back to the recruiting thing, for just one more moment. The pick one for this season. Yeah. That oh. that trade just looks more and yeah. more idiotic as Every the day. as the rounds go on, doesn't it? So that so. Carlton traded pick one to Adelaide. So Carlton's first round pick to Adelaide in order for them to get Stocker, wasn't it? What it was, was the pick that they got Stocker with last year, which I think was pick 19 Mm. or pick 17 17, yeah. And our Adelaide's first pick this year for Carlton's first pick (laughs) this year. So it's two first rounders, but relatively high first round. Sorry, low first round. Carlton are clearly going to finish last. Like yeah. it's pretty safe to say. Yeah. So Adelaide are going to go into the draft, national draft, getting pick number one, and you know, either high mid table or finals. Yeah. As well. Exactly. What? Jeez. Oh, Adelaide would be licking their lips. Um. Right now. The th- I was. I read something online where people were like, "Oh, I wish they kept Bolton for the rest of the year, so just to really guarantee the the number one." <laughs> <laughs> um. But I there's part of me that hopes that they like don't win any games just to show that it wasn't actually Bolton. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, same as me. Speaker, you saw something. Well, you heard something on Monday evening that also ground your gears a little bit. Sure did. So being a big Adelaide fan, I naturally watched the Adelaide against Melbourne game up in Darwin on the weekend. Um, Adelaide somehow came back from 30 points down and ended up winning the game, but it wasn't without its controversy with Sam Wiedemann missing a shot with about five seconds to go in the game. Now, there's been a bit of uh, criticism because it was, a, I mean, an objectively easy kick. He I'd was say. the latest of late inclusions as well. He was yep. brought in after the warm-up. 
Really? Yeah. After oh, the warm up, because Christian Salem had fallen with illness. Yeah, he had gastro. I think a bit of a Jack Plan. <laughs> <Yeah>, Jack Plan. <laughs> Um, it's probably the latest you could leave an inclusion. Yeah, yeah. So he, um, he came, as AJ said, a late late inclusion. He actually played pretty well. Took a few contested grabs. Not easy for a tall player to just, you know, get straight in and get into it after a few weeks out as well. Mm. He took a big grab in the last minute as well to to get that shot on goal, and pretty much with the last kick of the game, unfortunately for him, missed quite an easy shot but Melbourne kicked I think it was one goal eight in the final term mm. and had plenty and plenty of chances to put it beyond doubt also they were up by 31 points yeah um, and Channel 7 pretty much focused they pretty much had Sam Wiedemann cam the whole time they were uh, reviewing the the game and everything afterwards and showed Adelaide singing the song they were doing a few interviews in the rooms they had in the bottom right corner of the screen. <laughs> just a bill. Pretty much, pretty much Sam Wiedemann in the change rooms. Like, Press red for Sam yeah, Wiedemann. Oh, yeah, yeah. Instead of crossing to like the Cricket World Cup, they just got yeah. a photo of Sam Wiedemann's pill in the right bottom right corner. And I mean, young bloke, he's had a pretty inconsistent year, so it's not all going great for him. And, you know, there was Maxi Gorn, who missed a relatively straightforward shot for goal. Mm. Other bigger and meaner targets that the media could take but Channel 7 had a big old crack at Sam Wiedemann and then on Monday night BT Brian Taylor not averse to a bit of controversy has said that Sam Wiedemann didn't deserve any empathy from his teammates <laughs> get stuck, yeah. Brian. he said quote they should have just let him to cook a little bit <laughs> bloke was clearly distraught as well yeah. tears in his eyes I saw Jack Viney console him it has to be the worst take of this year, surely. Yeah, that's, that sucks. And he's, has, he's doing it more and more frequently this year as well, Brian. Yeah, I think he's, he's trying a bit to... bit off him. Yeah, he's trying to be too sensationalist. Is that yeah. a word? Backpage BT is what yeah. he's trying to be. He's, he's, he's got his finger in too many pies. Like, he's got his reality show yeah. or something Yeah, oh, that is... Well. Him and Jack oh, Rewalt doing great that. Weekend. Yeah, yeah. And, he's, and he's doing Awful. all these... Amy ads he's and... trying to take over Bruce yeah. he's waiting for Bruce I think we, we're getting a bit of oversaturation from BT yeah um, a bit of a niche one as well Sam Wiedemann's manager's wife used to be a reporter for Channel 7 has the blue tick on Twitter she was getting she was ripping AJ's biggest aspiration there to get the blue tick on Twitter <laughs> I wish she was ripping in to Channel 7 to yesterday on Twitter yeah. or last night on Twitter about the talking footy BT incident. So that gives mm. you a bit of an indication of the uh, of how Sam Wiedemann and his manager is feeling at the moment as well. Journos, mate. <laughs> <laughs> They're all the same. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to take my horse through the old town. I'm gonna ride till I can't no more. Like my nuffies in the bag. Horse stock is attached. Head is mad at black. Got the boosters black to match. Nuffy the week. It's back. It's had a bit of a week off last week. How come you didn't do it last week? Well, I mean, there w- <laughs> <laughs> wasn't on the rundown. <laughs> <laughs> Too much effort. <laughs> well, I mean, there, w- there wasn't a lot of Nuffy antics, and we thought, you know what, we'll just stick to talking shit. 
and uh, it's, well. like, it's like when you go to the shops without a shopping list. And you, and you, you just come you home walk, with nothing. You come home with <laughs> you come home with things that you di- you didn't think you needed or you don't need, and uh, but never get the thing that you're actually looking for. So you're so, you're saying that Nuffy the week must be a staple each week. Absolutely, it's your milk and eggs and bacon and. <laughs> I thought, I thought chocolate milk. I thought general chit chat surely is the milk and eggs, and because that kicks. No, nah, we've off. skipped that a couple of times. Gone straight into the footy because we're just such great analysts. Yeah, well, yeah, we're, we we overanalyze the <laughs> shit out of it now. Well, it is back. It's back with a vengeance. It was, it, you know, a couple of reasons why it wasn't on last week, but it's back, and you'll be happy to hear that we turn our attention <laughs> to someone that we literally were just talking about, um, Brian Taylor. We now we could have nuffied him. You could have. You've given him a pre nuffy. Um, Honorable mention, I'd say. Pre <laughs> Sign the pre nuff. <laughs> yeah, BT signed the pre nuff um, with the four quarter time podcast. But for the main reason why we're nuffying <laughs> Brian, it's, it's it's for his roaming Brian segment. He's been nuffied before for that as well. He has he? he has been nuffied before for his roaming Brian segment. It's probably one of the things that he's more famous. for for these days he's roaming BT a lot of people love it a lot of people get annoyed by it um, but this a, a particular occasion after who played Friday it was the North Melbourne Richmond, Richmond game. game after that after he was in the North Rooms he ventured over to the umpires change rooms which he's done a couple of times in the past has Brian it's a small cupboard the, the umpires <laughs> change rooms it's, so, it's, it's always so fun like Razor Ray small man he's just like Huddled up, like cooped in, there. cooped in the like Harry Potter closet that it is. I know it's so depressing when he goes into the umpires' rooms. There's it's... no sponsors' boards or anything, no Gatorade. They, get, they, they really... just get tap water from a little like bubbler. It's exactly like a local club's umpires' room as well. They really are the forgotten heroes when you when when you see the cameras turn into the umpires' change rooms. Um, but he, he's gone in there and. You're right, Speaky. Razor Ray. He went in, had a chat to Razor Ray, did Brian, after the game. And he was asking Razor to relive the moment in the game where he was unfortunately struck by the football in the nether region. Football in the groin. <laughs> Man gets hit by football. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and he was get, he was asking him questions about it. He was getting him to relive that the, moment. The pain. The pain of it all. Um, humiliation. And let's just have a listen to just how sympathetic and how concerned BT was of... Not known for his empathy. He's not, Ryan. so... Let's clearly, not. clearly demonstrated through the Sam Wiedemann incident. So I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm very You're excited to, you, to excited? hear his sympathy. Well, let, let's, see, let's just see how it went. Razor, you all right, mate? The, I'm told the Ambos have been in to check you out. Are, are you all right, mate? I had a visit from the paramedics just to make sure everything was okay, Brian. But, what um, do you mean? What, what happened? Well, I want to, I want to refute this idea that the players' foot skills have dropped off because that's not an easy target. <laughs> no, old and a t- tiny target. <laughs> so now, Brian, <laughs> Brian, Brian. <laughs> I know we all like to rip into the ups here and there on occasion as, as footy fans, but I give Razor a break. I feel. I mean, we all know he's already quite a small man from and mini razor <laughs> yeah. we know we know he's already a small man from head to toe when you the single blade. when you when you have the measurements there so i think we can all gather that everything 
will be similar. Should be proportionate. Will be to proportionate to his, his his stature already. So I feel like we we already know this BT. Come on, mate. You don't have to spell it out to us as the audience, and don't have to publicly humiliate Razor on all the infamous roaming Brian. Like Razor already made the joke. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to reemphasize. Didn't have, it, it, have to be like everyone is tiny, tiny. It's everyone t- <laughs> can confirm yeah. he's tiny. Just wanting to ram that point home. Uh, so. Leave a little bit to the imagination, Brian, is what I'm trying to say, and give the poor fellow a break. What do you guys reckon? That is a great knife. One oh of the greats. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. So, that's what... Like, I, f- I feel sorry for the umpires because they cop it every week. Yeah. As... I mean, say what you will about Razor's umpiring ability, but I actually don't mind that he adds a bit of personality to, I love to the game. I love Razor. I love his personality. One thing it. he can cut out, though, is... How he calls off the ball freeze, like he he won't be the officiating umpire. Oh yeah, and he just chimes in and like says, "Holding Max Gorn or something <laughs> yeah. like that. So annoying. Yeah, that's you eat. can just hear it on the mic in the on the yeah. TV every time. And you're like, "That's Razor." But my favorite, that's little Razor. <laughs> my favorite Razor moment, if you allow me to digress for one moment, AJ. And this is Piercy's favorite Razor moment as well, because he he and I always bring this up to, to one another. <laughs> I think I know what you're gonna say. <laughs> it was at the, it was at Adelaide, and I think it was Adelaide Hawthorne match at the Adelaide yeah. Oval, and it was late in the game, and or late in the quarter, and Razor, the the. Adelaide or Hawthorne were about to kick a goal. It was really close to the goal line, and all of a sudden, close game as well. Close game. All of a sudden, Razor just blows his whistle, and the players going, "What? What are you doing?" And Razor's like, "Siren went. Siren's gone. I'm blowing the whistle. The siren's gone. It's quarter. It's half time now." And the other umpire looked at Razor and was like, "Mate, the siren's gone." <laughs> and Razor turns to the other umpire and goes, "Holy Jesus!" <laughs> <laughs> he got it like a second wrong. And then, he, and then Sammy Mitchell like cracks it at him and then when the yeah. siren actually goes and then Razor goes, mate, let me explain, let me explain. <laughs> There's a retarded chime I get in my earpiece. I thought I heard it and I thought that was a siren. <laughs> oh, you got to love Razor. <laughs> there was a part on, like, on Friday night when someone was abusing him from um, one of the teams Yeah, and he's like, you didn't say that to me, did you? You didn't say that to me? And yeah. he's like, no. He's like, I didn't think so. <laughs> They, they, the umpires assimilate a, a school teacher role, don't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Always the yeah, biggest yeah. school teacher ever. <laughs> Very <laughs> primary school teacher. I think um, there was another one where I think it was Sean Grigg or something was yelling at a port player one game, and mm. Razor Ray was was umpiring, and whatever Sean Grigg said, said it in a very mean way, got a bit of white line fever, and Razor's just gone, hey. We do not talk to each other like that. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Brings a bit of normality yeah. back to the game. Is he a school teacher? Do we know what he does during the week? He'd be a very... He'd, you know, he'd be a classic PE teacher, yeah, I don't yeah. reckon. He'd, he'd, be. he'd have a favorite, <laughs> He'd definitely have a favourite whistle, I think. <laughs> he, he would. Yeah, the one that BT gave him <laughs> as a present. <laughs> yeah. For his 300 this week. Calls it Little Razor. <laughs> it's blowing on his mini razor. <laughs> oh. All right, well, as Lockie's pulled the pin early this week, we were going to skip it, but we we like this segment. This is one of my favorite segments, to be fair. So I thought, what better way to continue with my dictatorship by taking over Lockie's quiz? I'm you still, did, you didn't want to say dictatorship, but then you realized it is a dictatorship. Yeah. <laughs> 
So we're not even changing the name. I'm just calling it Lockie's Quiz and I'm hosting it. So We're continuing with it. Lockie's Quiz, here we go. And this week, we've got five questions based on last week's footy action. And the buzzers this week for Dan V. Jack, the sexiest AFL player. Whoa. Chris Mann. <laughs> Very sexy, man. Well, I mean, can I be lenient on the on the on the category of player? Because I feel like you're going with a mascot or something. <laughs> Blue man. <laughs> I feel it. I feel like what we're just talking about. I'm going to give Razor some more love. Can I, go, can, I go, can I go with Razor? I mean, his ego's already been shot down by B Town. I need to pump him up a bit. I'm going with Razor. He's a sexy man. <laughs> Tiny. <laughs> oh boy. All right, well, Speaky's going with Chris Mayne, and Jack has gone with Razor as his buzzer. All right, question one. Stephen Cornelia was absolutely unbelievable on the weekend. Razor. Vegeta. 202 supercoach points. Incorrect. Oh. <laughs> He's gone in early, very Can early. Can you read the rest I'm, of the I'm question? reading the rest of the question out for Dan here. And you I, have I a took a big punt. stab here. So, as I said, Cornelia, massive on the weekend for GWS. 36 touches, three goals, 207 oh, no. super coach points. 207. Oh, jeez. Which other two GWS players have scored 200 super coach points or more? Oh, I know this as well. Can I buzz in? No. <laughs> Main. Yes. Is it Jeremy Cameron, one of them? No. All right. Incorrect. Razor. Josh Kelly and Heath Shaw. That is correct, but too late. So you're both on negative one. What? <laughs> Why did you let me buzz in? Just to humiliate no, you. Yeah. Exactly I'm, right. Surely I'm on zero because I got the first run wrong and then I buzz in and correct myself. So I get zero. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Fair enough. Oh. Because Speaky's won the last three here. We need an even playing field. I haven't won any, so I need all the help I can get. So, you know the way I knew that? The answer to that? It's because of you. Because you tweeted that. I know. So thanks. Thank you very much. All right, question two. Carlton scored a dismal 33 points on Sunday. Which team scored the second lowest in round 11? Main. Yes. Is it Gold Coast Suns? It was. Speaky moves back to zero. Jamie, I've got a question, actually, for you. This is part of the quiz. Speaking of uh, sexiest AFL members, I'd say, does Luke Beveridge really cut his own hair? <laughs> I love it how you've turned to me as if I can 100% well, confirm I, it for I, you. I think I remember you telling me that. Yeah, he does. And there's a reason why he cuts his own hair as well, isn't there? I think it's to, he doesn't trust the barber or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's what I was angling for. Yeah. I, I rem- I he's, ter- he's, he's, he's terrified of assassination attempts, though, so <laughs> yeah. he doesn't go anywhere near barbershops. <laughs> he can only trust like, himself. It's like they, uh, they put the... Like, he sees the barber, like, you know, put the cape or whatever it is on <laughs> and then like as it goes over his head he looks in the mirror it's like an assassin yeah. <laughs> it's Alistair Clarkson yeah. behind him yeah. <laughs> or it's Damo yeah. <laughs> actually hello Luke he's <laughs> <laughs> got a scissors he's got a like, Damo, Damo. throat razor yeah. alright score check after two questions both Jack and Dan are on zero question three before Brendan Bolton, who was Carlton's three preceding coaches, including interims? Chris Mann. Yes, Dan. Ratton, John Barker, and Mick Malthouse. He's good. 
It's correct. Oh, is it? I wouldn't have got, I wouldn't have got Barker. Um, yeah, don't know the interim. All right, question four. Speaky on one, Jack on zero. This is second last question. Yep, second last question. Tim Kelly is leading the AFL Coaches Association votes. Which player is coming second? Uh, Razor. Planny? Is it... Oh, is it Cripps? Correct. Oh, oh, oh. Huge relief. I was going to say Fife, but it was some stat that Swamp did. Final question. Both Dan and... God, I'm nervous. <laughs> Both Dan and Jack are on one here. This is question five. It's come down to this. I don't even have to make it double points here. And for oh. the first time in a long time, we've got a tiebreaker question, essentially. And it's multiple choice, so you can buzz in if you've seen it. But this, if you've, if you've kept up with Swamp's tweets, this is one of them. God. Which AFL player has played the most games in the Northern Territory? Is it A... Kane Corns, B, Nathan Jones, or C, Tom McDonald. Main. Nathan Jones. Speaky's taking out his fourth, oh, fourth oh, quiz oh, in a row. Oh, Can we get oh, some like kidding. coronation music going in the background? Like, oh, I like, thought I'd because I didn't know, so I thought I'd wait for him to buzz in and get it wrong. So then I'd be oh, very strategic, very naive of you, Jack. <laughs> Had you seen the tweet? So you guess and got it right. Well, it makes sense. In I thought Darwin. it was going to be a doggies player because we used to play heaps up there. Mm. That's right. Yeah. Bit of TIO stadium. Yeah, loved a good yeah, TIO, TIO stadium. You check the fixture at the start yeah, of the yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, What the hell is TIO? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> got another legend. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know dogs and crows are playing at Ballarat this year? Yes. We uh, head down. You've never... We should, we should get I've the... Never, record a live podcast we should, episode. We should get the V-line up because PC and I... <laughs> couple of years ago we got the v-line up to ballarat it was actually a great weekend we got an airbnb spent the day at sovereign hill got the olden times oh, photo. god it was good fun <laughs> we should, we should we'll do, do it the, we'll do the same thing we'll get the v-line up and we'll, we'll do like, a bit of gold we'll do like a blog uh, audio blog and we'll i think we should the, yeah the show. And we'll do our findings wait are you going to be back from europe we'll just do a bit of research if our listeners here, haven't so. heard speaky's going to europe for six yeah, time running i don't do melbourne winters yeah <laughs> Only come back for September. All right, that's uh, enough from you. <laughs> Unless the Crows are playing in Ballarat. Then you... Oh, it's round 23. 25th of August. It's my birthday. Oh, oh no, perfect. And you're back. Yeah. What a present. I'm coming back be. for your birthday, yeah, Oh, how good. We're locking that in. Yeah. It's time to begin. I'm coming in. Now, Daniel, Jack. I know you weren't happy that Nuffy of the Week didn't appear last week. Thoughts on Boots, Scoot and Speaky? I mean, obviously you weren't here at the podcast. We're doing netball players next time. Yeah. What netball shoes they were. A few of the Asics gels. Yeah, because I know you're a big Melbourne Vixens fan, so. It's had a week off, but it is back. Boots, Scoot and Speaky is back. This is where I ask Dan Speaky... Dan Speak. Uh, three AFL players' names. He has to respond with what boots they wear and what colour. I'm a bit out of practice, actually. You're a bit out of practice. I'm what, what are you near as much footy as? Do you know uh, what you're on? What your score is? Something high. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're starting to develop a bit of an ego now. It's uh, rubbing off. Yeah, rubbing off. Absolutely. You're 15 from 18. That's pretty good. So you're pleased with that? 
three players wrong is pretty... He hasn't gone three from three in a while. Though. Yeah, yeah. In three weeks, apparently. But I reckon... Four weeks if you include the episode we didn't go to air. True. Have we, we haven't mentioned yet. We haven't We haven't actually mentioned why we didn't go maybe to air we a few should, weeks Maybe ago. we should publicly disclose why AJ, we didn't AJ, I think it. you really want to go public <laughs> with why it didn't happen, so... Go on. Break your silence. We're here one Tuesday night. You know, we were having a fantastic episode, if you don't mind me saying. Would you agree? It was good. Speaker, you're on fire that episode. Absolutely was. He was on fire. He'd won, his, he'd won a quiz, which is now undisclosed. He's technically gone five in a row, if you include that one. It's a real but... Melbourne Storm premiership. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, 50 minutes into the episode, we just hear Lockie say, Oh, no. Oh, no. What oh, have boy. You done? oh boy! And we're like, what? What have you done? And, and he just like, it stopped recording. And we're like, what? The, what do you mean? It stopped recording? And he's just looked just with his blank face, acting all innocent, like, mate, I don't know, something's gone wrong. And anyway, we <laughs> he just damn well did yeah. know. <laughs> we were talking uh, off off air for about ten minutes, and when we, when he did, when he realised we didn't really care, he just goes, oh, I was just fiddling with my microphone and just pulled it out for no reason. And we're like. You dickhead. <laughs> I don't know, when it happened, he was like, oh no, well, Dassey's quit unexpectedly. Like, yeah. I don't know how this happened, but he he just pulled his bloody mind yeah. out. Like, he, Mid-episode. he knew what happened. So we lost we lost 50 minutes of audio. I've, I've got a conspiracy theory here, AJ. I reckon it was like the start, the trigger of a series of events, like the assassination of Archduke Franz Ferdinand. <laughs> the beginning of World the War One. The beginning I. of World War One, where... <laughs> Lockie has meticulously planned to overthrow, overthrow you me. as the leader. I was thinking about this this morning. That's <laughs> <laughs> what keeps you up at night. He's undermined you. And and that was the first sequence of events which led to him hosting his first episode. That's what it was. Because he was... Because the big way he was trying to convince you to let him host was he's like, mate, we haven't had an episode for a week. The fans just want an yeah. episode. Let me take over. He's planned the entire we, thing. <laughs> we owe it to the fans. Yeah, we owe it to the fans. They've been demanding an F. Did he call you or did you call him? On he, that called, he called me. That's yeah. It's all falling into place. And now this week is lulling AJ into a false sense of security by not showing up to say like, oh yeah, I've got a sore throat. But he's really just playing you like a fiddle. Very Machiavellian of uh, of Lockie. I, yeah. I don't mind it though. I don't mind I like it. it. I think it's pretty good. It's, it's an interesting like power balance of the uh, of the podcast. Yeah. And I, I for like one it. welcome our new Lockie Overlord. <laughs> it's like a narrative behind a narrative. Just adds a layer to this podcast, yeah. really. Anyway, boots, good and speaky. <laughs> good segue. Boots, good and speaky. We've had a couple of genres we've gone through, um, but for this week, I'm going for Backman. Some great Backman in the AFL at the moment. Um, they're sort of the forgotten heroes of footy teams, I reckon. You don't see too especially m- the loose backman. Yeah, right. Okay. Tim I Paul. remember. I remember requesting our seconds footy coach Josh Fisher, if he's listening, um, each week that I'd just play spare man, spare man in defence. <laughs> Bit of uncontested footy. Yeah, cheeky kicks. <laughs> Link up with AJ, the connector. Yeah. <laughs> Plenty of the big body mid. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> anyway, we digress. We'll start off with our first backman, and I reckon you'll nail all three. This is how confident I am in, in your ability this week. Richmond's man who's holding down the defence at the moment, Dylan Grimes. He was either white or black ASICs. Like, it depends. So I've seen him wear black ASICs before, but I think this year, this season he's wearing white. 
Really? Mostly, yeah. So if you had to put it down to a single colour and say, I'm going to go with a single colour here, what would you put it down to? I'm going to say white this season. <laughs> I've written down black. So <laughs> I've got black ASICs. You're already going for a challenge. So what are you basing this off? You're basing this off 2019 season? Yeah, I think so. Because I feel like he's renowned for being a black yeah, yeah, booted I know. No, I know. I think... I was actually shocked when I saw him in some white boots. I have seen him in white boots. He is an ASICS man. Yeah, he's an ASICS man. That's that's not... Are you happy to accept that he does change? No. Once again... <laughs> I've never seen no, him in white boots. Because once uh, again, you can't be half pregnant. He's, a, he's either right... <laughs> he's either or pregnant he's, or he's Well, Planny, can I show you a picture from the Dreamtime at the G game of this year? All right, Mr. Smug over there. <laughs> All right, so the, the picture Speakies just showed me is from Dreamtime of the G this year and can confirm they are white. Um, so, I mean, I'll give it to you. He's one from one. He's I'm, I'm one. very disgruntled, but I will give it to you. So, I think he's been wearing white all season. Oh, I know. No, don't tell me he's been wearing white all season. You, <laughs> you, need, it, you need to get on Getty Images. He rubs it, rubs it in as well. <laughs> You're undermining me as host of Boots Good Speaker here. <laughs> Might host it myself. Yeah. <laughs> So, right, I'll give it to that one. So, one from one this week. Second player, one of my favourite players at the moment. I think he's one of PC's favourite players at the moment as well. We head up north to Brisbane. Harris Andrews. I think he's a black Asics man. Black Asics man is correct. They, yeah, I think it seems to be the defender's boot. It, it, it's, <laughs> yeah, it seems to be. Because you, know you know what it is? I mean, you and me speaking, we're, we're a bit of a backman back in our day. We're not the the forwards and the mids. They're a bit of the flashy. Sure are. Um, we had AJ in his blue boots. And PC in his blue boots are. F- <laughs> <laughs> they, were, they weren't like a dark blue either. They were yeah, the blue robe boots. Why would I wear blue boots? It makes you run faster, doesn't it? <laughs> Didn't make me run faster. Too much of Paul Reimers as a child. Oh yeah, huge hero. This last player, Speaky. I've gone for who's a he's a personal hero of mine, a bit of a childhood hero. You may take a bit of annoyance me picking this player because he hasn't actually played a game this season. He's very well known. You'll definitely know this player. He's an absolute legend. Dale Morris. I've gone for him. He, he, when you think Backman, you, you've got to think of Moz. He does it all for the for the dogs. Aaron is a black Asics as well, Plenty. Black, correct. I've written down <laughs> I need to improve my um, <laughs> your research. My research because I've written down Adidas. But it, this is a credit to Speaky though, because you've got these answers written down. But because he's so good and his foot fetish is so pronounced, when he says an answer so defiantly, you just think, I know. "Geez, he's probably right." Exactly. I know when Speaky said, when Speaky says so, the answer that that I've written down, I think, "Oh crap, I've got it wrong." Yeah. I trust him more than I trust my own research. So I've written down Black Adidas. I'm going to self-report here. Self-report. In the JLT game that they played against Gold Coast this season, he was wearing red Asics. Red Asics? But the last time... I would not have predicted that from Dale Morris of all people. So that's why I think it should be discounted. (laughs) (laughs) Um, He is actually pictured here in round 22 of 2018 wearing black Asics. Are they Asics? I can't even yeah, see. They are. I can't even see. They're the logo. same as Harris Andrews. So, AJ, what do you think? So, we, we've seen a photo of him wearing black Asics, which is what Speaky's question most was. Recent but his official m- AFL game. But his most recent game, he was wearing red. So, what what are you ruling this? Nah, JLT sucks. So we'll go three from three. <laughs> for oh, Speaky, I think. Perfect. Thank you, AJ. Three from three. 
right. So it's good to be back. If Lockie, <laughs> if Lockie was here, there's no way he'd be giving you the three from three thumb. So eighteen from twenty-one, Dan, you've got yourself back to three from three. It's almost a ninety percent record. Yeah, you, you very. It's very impressive and quite freakish. <laughs> And what a win that was for <laughs> me. I'm the only contestant in Boots, Good and Speaky, but and the three from three. I'm oh, s- and the and the quiz as well. I'm sick of this. You ha- the winning, domination, winning a quiz and doing well on Boots, Good, and then hosting in the next segment. So he, he does it every week as well. Oh. He has the same <laughs> intros. Like, okay, what a win well, that was! What a win that was! <laughs> sick of this. And what a win that was. Um, now it brings us through to the round 12 crystal ball predictions we've done pretty terribly lately with our predictions no crystal ball last week either (laughs) (laughs) lucky if you're listening at home nice rundown (laughs) aj's got the color rundown here treats us very well with the rundown did you see lucky's did you see the rundown he put it was i loved how simple it was it was great (laughs) there was no formatting whatsoever (laughs) on aj's one here for the listeners at home we've got there's a nice little border going on. Yeah, I, know. <laughs> I I really do Good not eye. understand. What you, is the point of a border? Utilizing Microsoft Word for all its work. I've, yeah, I've, it's like if AJ made the the rundown as a PowerPoint, he would use every single animation possible and use sound effects as well. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, I hope the border is gone next week, AJ, for your next rundown. Lucky didn't have a border. And so this brings us to our round 12 crystal ball predictions. AJ, if you'd like to kick us off with your crystal ball prediction. Sure, as we mentioned, probably everyone out there knows that Brendan Bolton is now no longer Carlton coach and assistant David Teague has taken over the reins. And Carlton has Brisbane Lions at Marble Stadium this week. The Killing Fields. And you look back... (laughs) For Carlton. (laughs) And I just look back at um, 2016, I think it was. No, it was definitely 2017. And Carlton beat GWS by one point at Marvel. And there were about 20,000 fans there. But my God, it was one of the loudest 20,000 crowds you've ever heard at Marvel. And it's going to be reminiscent of that on Saturday when Carlton gets their second win of the season against Brisbane. Wow, so... The basket case that is Carlton are going to take down Brisbane, who are in great form. They're coachless, mate. And they're going to win. That's what I said, yes. Why? How? Just look at what North did to your Bulldogs. I'd rather not. (laughs) (laughs) Or what Carlton did to your Bulldogs. Yeah, I'd rather not. (laughs) Well, my crystal ball prediction for this week is that with Jake Lever and Stephen May returning to Melbourne, they're finally going to kick into gear this season. And they're going to beat Collingwood on the Queen's birthday public holiday. One of the more pointless public holidays, but we'll take it. It's not even a birthday either. No, it's no. not. And I have an exam on the day, so I don't even. I yeah, yeah I, I utilise the public. Holiday. My very first uni exam um, a few years ago now was on the Queen's birthday public holiday, and it was a nine o'clock exam, and I woke up at eight thirty. <laughs> And just sprinted out of the door, pretty much still in my pajamas. That'd be panic because it's a good, you know, eight thirty in the morning. It's a good twenty-five minute drive to mm. to Deakin, and 
got out there, remembered it was a public holiday and not a car in sight. Uh, and I was going about 85 along Canterbury Road and got there at It's a 90 zone. Yeah. <laughs> to all the cops listening. <laughs> Youngie. <laughs> <laughs> I'll pretend I didn't hear that too. <laughs> oh, love it. And planning, yeah, yours. Well, my crystal ball last week, it's actually off the back of last week's episode. We did the super draft, if you remember... AJ, PC and I went head-to-head to to do Super Draft. A great draft. Great. You enjoyed it, did you? I did, yeah. Yeah, great concept. (laughs) The concept was good. (laughs) How was the execution of it, AJ? Tell tell us how you really feel, You're going to fine-tune any aspects of that. No, no, no. I liked it. I just can't believe you forgot Tim Kelly. Yeah, look, we're under the pump, mate. We're a... (laughs) I did like your team, though, Jack. AJ, just moments ago, has posted to Twitter both of our teams, mine and Lockie's teams, and he's done a Twitter poll asking you, the listeners, to vote which person has the better team, who did better on draft day. And at the moment, I can give you a live update, AJ. Thousands um, of votes have been... Thousands, thousands, thousands of, of votes. votes. Four-quarter time underscore EP for those who are yet to follow us. Unfortunately, the number of votes only allows us to show two digits, so... Well, not even. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was more hopeful with that. Bloody Twitter. Always just... oh, keep on limiting the amount of votes we can talk about. But the amount of votes that we have at the moment um, has Jack 78%, Lockie 22%. So I'm liking my chances at the moment. So my crystal ball prediction will be that by, I don't know, by what, tomorrow or by the end of the week, I will have won the poll. I know having said this may go against me because I reckon there could be listeners out there going, oh, I'm going to prove him wrong and I'm just going to vote Lockie now. So I'm going out on a limb here, but I don't know. Vote one, Jack. Well, that wraps up episode eight. But before we go, we've got some exciting news for our listeners. This comes as not really a surprise because we have flagged this for a while that Dan, the man, is going to Europe for six weeks as he cannot tolerate Melbourne winters, even though they've started early this year. But we've got some... Probably even more reason. Yeah, probably, but... We do like you on this podcast, but we'll give someone else. Well, that's the news. We're going to give the opportunity for someone else to have a go on four-quarter time. Now, we haven't decided whether this... Make sure that you study up on all the football boots that are out there. And you have to be a smug little shithead whenever you win the quiz (laughs) as well. But yes, we haven't decided whether it's going to be a full-time or a six-week contract or it's going to be a week-by-week prospect. But nonetheless... We're asking for applications. Is that right, Dan? Sure is. Um, like a like you would a CV when you're going for a job interview. Write a cover letter as well. Preferably, um, I would even go as far to say that you could even include a, a voice memo. Yeah, I like that. And we've deliberately left this at the end of the podcast, this news for the end of the podcast, so only our most loyal listeners here yeah. who get through the app this week <laughs> yeah. will know about this opportunity. You have to, you have to pay your dues and suffer through a 50-minute podcast. Because <laughs> you can rem- imagine if, if one of us goes to one of the boys this week or all those girls who listen to our podcast out there and go, oh, have you drafted your application yet? And they go... What do you mean? What application would that go? Oh, it doesn't matter. Don't worry. So, so what are we going to do? Are we going to read out some applications then or on, on air or among, discuss it amongst ourselves? or Maybe write them in as though as though we could. Yeah. So, announce be, it on be air. prepared if we're going to give a name drop to your application. Feel free to... Uh, should we put a deadline on when the applications are due by? Maybe like um, Monday night next week? Yeah. 
I mean, it's it's dangerous putting a deadline onto it because we may we may get zero applications by that time. But, we can um, just make them up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon if we if we get a few uh, applications by by Monday, we can decide by then. What's the date that you leave for all our listeners who are going to write it down in their diaries right now? The fourth of June. There you go. Oh, that's actually quite soon. <laughs> Next week. And will we accept? An application from Tim Hall because he missed his opportunity last week. Does he get a chance to at least? It'd have to be a damn good application. That wraps us up. <laughs> Send in those applications. Follow us on four quarter time underscore EP. Thanks for listening. Thanks for your company, and we'll see you again next week. <laughs>